Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Seek out allies. This is a big one for me. If I'm going into a meeting and I know I'm going to try something a little bit different and I'm planning it out ahead of time, I pick my allies ahead of time and I mess with them and I say, hey, I'm going to try something different in this meeting. Can you have my back? In the Women Who Code Career Nav segment of our show, you'll hear real world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. These talks will include both career advice as well as a look at the industry itself and its practices. Energize your virtual meetings by Kelly. A little introduction about her. So Kelly, she's not sure, is currently an engineering manager at Twitter and a woman who code NYC director. Prior to Twitter, she was an engineering manager at Stash and a dev manager at Clear Police. She has created and hosted um, workshops on people management, which is her favorite part of her workday. Outside work, she loves attending the opera and hockey games. Over to you, Kelly. Thanks, Pujita. Uh, it's always hilarious to hear what you wrote about yourself months ago. You're like, I guess that's still accurate. That checks out. That sounds like me. Happy to be here. Uh, welcome, everyone. We're going to take the next very quick 15 minutes to talk about how to energize your virtual meetings. I imagine that pretty much everyone in the room has some experience uh, being in meetings that they wish had had a little bit more energy. I know I've had a couple of examples just this week. Uh, so with that, let's dive right in. Our objectives in this brief period, we're going to talk about uh, why bother, so some some reasons that you should care about energizing your virtual meetings. We'll go over some ways to prepare for those meetings. Uh, we'll talk about what to do when it all goes wrong. So when you realize that you're in a meeting that is maybe not so great for some reasons. So very briefly, um, since this topic especially is very broad, uh, we're all in meetings, we all probably have some of these feelings. I think it's good to address why I'm, I think, a good person to talk about it. So. As mentioned, my name is Kelly Anlis. My pronouns are she, her. Uh, I'm a white woman with blondish brownish hair wearing glasses in front of a teal wall. Uh, I am currently an engineering manager at Twitter. And yes, I proposed this talk back in like January. So nothing to do with any current events you may or may not have heard of. Uh, I've been a people manager for a little over five years. I think it'll be six years in uh, November. I'm also a director for Women Who Code NYC, so I help out our leads who host those events. I also have lots of experience hosting those events on my own. Uh, so basically all that is to say, I've had a lot of years and a lot of meetings, ones that have gone really well, ones that have not gone so well. Uh, and I've learned some tips and tricks and I hope to share them all with you. So thank you so much for joining me. Uh, this is my second or third time speaking at the Connect conference. I've done a few of them. It's always a great experience, one of the best audiences. And with that, let's jump in. All right, why should we care about this topic? As I said already, I'm sure we all have some examples of meetings that have gone really well, meetings that have not gone well. Uh, sometimes we are the ones running those meetings. Sometimes we are attendees who feel like we might not be in a position of power. So why bother being the person who cares about this? There's a couple of reasons. First and foremost, it can be strategic. So the nice thing about 
thinking about yourself as a person who can show up to meetings as a positive presence, both as the moderator or as an attendee, is it's one area that you can demonstrate your leadership ability and the way that you can uh, impact a room. Uh, it doesn't require any outside certifications. You don't have to go back to school. You don't need to study coding on the weekends. Uh, it's something that's already probably a part of your schedule showing up to these meetings. But it really is that prime opportunity to demonstrate that there is something that you can bring to the table that not everyone can do. And this kind of comes back to one of the reasons I like talking about this topic personally, is this is feedback I get from my colleagues, is that I, in a room, am a difference maker. The things that I'm showing up with, um, the processes that we go through, uh, little tips and tricks that we use, it makes a difference to people. And that's something that can help you to stand out uh, especially like if your manager's in that room, if you're working with some colleagues that you want to build impressions with, uh, it is a strategy to be a good person to be in a room with, again, no matter which side of the table you're sitting on. Secondly, it's proactive. So if you can think back to how long ago, how many days would it take you to count back to find a meeting that left you absolutely drained of all energy? Uh, for me, it's like a day. <laughs> it was probably yesterday. Uh, and those, for obvious reasons, are not great for us. Uh, they're probably not very effective. If you don't feel engaged in a meeting, you're probably not uh, getting any value out of it. You're probably not contributing a lot of value to it. So it can be proactive to create a space for yourself that feels more motivating. It feels more exciting. You just want to be more engaged with the content. Uh, so energizing your meetings and being that difference maker is a proactive action. And then finally, it's generous. So, you know, right now at work for us, things are a little bit chaotic. Uh, people have their ups and downs days. Your colleagues are going to appreciate having you in a room if you're a person who's bringing them a little bit of light, a little bit of fun, uh, maybe it's a little bit of structure. This is gonna manifest differently for everybody. Like the way that you wanna show up to these, uh, to these meetings is always going to be an individualized thing. So insert your own adjectives here. But by bringing something different to the space, by being a person that other people want to be in the room with, uh, it's a generous action. It's something they're going to appreciate. And then hopefully when you are the person who needs that little bit of an energy boost, uh, they'll be able to give it to you in return. This happened for me just last week. I had a couple of days where I was the really high energy one and I was getting the feedback from my colleagues like, wow, it was really nice to be in the room with you because things have been pretty tough. So having somebody who was just having some fun and just able to bring some energy really helped them energize. And then when I needed that, I was able to say to my manager, you know, I could really use the pep talk that you're giving me right now. Like, I need this energy too. So it's generous. So hopefully you're thinking about why this is important. Let's talk about the how. Some tips to prepare. First and foremost, and this is the most important one, what is your internal narrative going in? So if you think about the rest of your day, maybe not today, because today you're having fun at the conference, but tomorrow or Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, what are those meetings on the agenda? And what are the things you were already feeling about them? So for me, there's meetings I've had where I was like, wow, this meeting last night was a waste of time, or last week was a waste of time. We sat and listened to one person talk for 45 minutes, reading off an agenda that we all could have read ahead of time. What sort of things am I bringing into that meeting? What sort of preconceived notions do I have about my fellow attendees? Uh, and what am I bringing? 
So think about that internal narrative. Like, what is it that you're already thinking? What are the things you're already starting to feel before you even opened that call, before you even hit the join button? And take stock of that. Uh, all of those feelings are valid and necessary, and we want to appreciate them and to also understand where they're coming from. You know, like a lot of those things are very valid, right? I'm voicing frustration about a meeting where we listen to one person talk for 45 minutes, but like, that's a problem. Like we shouldn't be listening to one person talk for 45 minutes. So the root of those feelings are things that we want to address. So we'll come back to that. So start with that internal narrative, hear what you're already thinking and feeling before you even enter the room. Identify those things. Uh, secondly, find your balance. So there's ideally a lot of times you want to enter in like a neutral to positive ish space. However, that might look to you as an individual. So think about as you're about to go into these meetings, where are you checking out? So for me, I tend to be a little bit high on the energy scale if that wasn't already obvious. Uh, so a lot of times if I'm going into a meeting that I'm going to be nervous for, uh, so this even applies to like interviews. I need to take like some deep breaths, <laughs> maybe do some meditation, something to bring myself down because that very high energy can manifest as speaking very quickly, which I'm also doing now, but that's because my time is limited. Um, conversely, if you don't necessarily show up to a room feeling really energized, but you want to, you want to bring yourself up a little bit to again, engage um, with energizing the room, uh, maybe you can listen to some music. Like what do you do before you go into a room? Uh, I like to listen to music, moving around a little bit. Uh, maybe you take a break to mine is to go. I looked over to go to play the piano. Uh, yesterday it was learning the theme of succession, which was super fun. Um, whatever you need to do to get yourself to a place where you're either neutral, if not trending towards some like higher energy, some optimism, do that. Um, agendas, 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 probably self-explanatory, but basically every meeting should have an agenda. Um, organization is just as powerful and comforting a motivator as energy in a meeting. People tend to like structure. Uh, it gives you something to start with and something to go off of. Highly recommend if you have a meeting with no agenda, think about that ahead of time. When you join the meeting, uh, set a good example. So whatever it is that you want other people to read off of your mood, um, start with that. So for me, again, like I tend to be like higher energy, like lighter, so it's gonna be smiles. Uh, I like to like, crack a lot of jokes, uh, I'll like jump in and start telling people about my week. Again, this is different for different individuals, but think about the example that you want to set and be intentional as you enter that room. Uh, weigh the benefits of predictability with the unexpected. Predictability in meetings is extremely good for building trust and cohesion, um, but the unexpected can be really valuable in shaking things up. And if you think back to being in like school, you probably don't remember most of those days where you went through your routine and things were just as expected. Because again, routine and predictability are good. That's what helps you get into the rhythm to be able to learn, to establish that bond with your teacher, with your classmates. But the unexpected is really where you're able to dig into different feelings and emotions. And that's the same in the workplace. Like doing something a little unexpected can add some energy back into your uh, meetings. And finally, uh, seek out allies. This is a big one for me. If I'm going into a meeting and I know I'm going to try something a little bit different and I'm planning it out ahead of time, I pick my allies ahead of time and I message them and I say, hey, I'm going to try something different in this meeting. Can you have my back? So let's assume even though they had my back, we got into this meeting <laughs> and something went wrong.
So here's some tips for what to do when it all goes wrong. First and foremost, deep breaths. Remember, everyone else in that meeting is probably doing their best. Whether or not that's effective is a different question, but assume the good intent, take those deep breaths. A lot of times these like meetings that aren't going well, that don't have energy, are listing some emotion. Take stock of that, deep breaths. Uh, think about the outcome that you want to achieve from this meeting. Going back to the earlier point, is it strategic that you want to demonstrate your leadership here? Is it proactive that you're like, oh my gosh, if I have to listen to 45 more minutes of this, I'm going to lose my mind. So like, I need to like, we need to change something. Uh, or is it generous? And you know, everyone else seems really down and you just want to offer them some of the energy that you have. Hit the reset button, uh, either internally or externally. I think externally is fantastic. Uh, if you're not the leader of the meeting, take a time out and ask for clarity. Like, hey, can we talk about what the intention here is? Uh, I'm not really sure what the goals we're trying to achieve are. Can we try something different? Um, if you are the leader, address the issue. Perfectly fine to say, hey, this meeting isn't going quite the way I expected it to. And I want to take a moment to pause and like reestablish the reasons that we were having this meeting and what we hope to achieve so that we can change their direction. Don't be afraid to address the elephant in the room. And then finally, suggest a change. Uh, I tell this to my leads in Move Code all the time. Like, what's the worst that happens? Like, as long as you're pretty sure you're not going to go off on like an expletive uh, written like rant as a result of something, like pretty much everything else you say in the context of work is going to be fine. Like, it will all be fine. Uh, even if people don't like your suggestions, that doesn't mean they're not valuable. So suggest some changes. All right, some ideas to shake things up, uh, some games, red, yellow, green. This is an opportunity for everybody in the room to go around and give a status update on themselves. Um, I recommend that you don't over-prescribe what these mean. Everyone understands pretty much a traffic light. Let people define for themselves, you know, I'm a green because, you know, because I have a gig this weekend and I'm super excited to play with my band. Or I'm a yellow because the project I'm working on hit some snags and now I'm not as confident about the execution. Leave the definition up to the other people so they can share what matters to them. You can go around and do some gratitude sharing. We just did this. One of my colleagues brought it up in one of our manager's meetings, and it was so powerful. Uh, he started by sharing some things that he was grateful for. Um, I jumped in. Mine were, as I said, I like to make jokes, so I joked about I'm gra uh, grateful for having hobbies and then poked fun. I'm like, oh, if you're a parent, hobbies are the things you used to have before you had uh, when you had free time. Uh, so going around and sharing things that you're grateful for can really change the vibe of the meeting. Uh, play with some questions. Uh, I really like these. As I said, like this uh, is an example of one that I would use. Uh, your band just got called up for a gig. What's your opening uh, number? Uh, I really like giving people the opportunity to shift again out of that like predictability and out of their normal work stance to get their brains work a little bit differently. I think it's really powerful. And again, it can very much like change the vibe of a meeting. And then finally, take a break. Uh, suggest taking a break, demand it, whatever it might be. Never underestimate how powerful it can be to let everyone take a minute to revitalize. At every meeting you are going to, you should be deriving or adding value or both. If you are not adding value and you are not getting value, stop going. <laughs> Don't go. If there's a reason that you have to go, figure out what, what it is. What is the way you're giving value or what is the way that you're receiving value? Don't be afraid to push back on these things, especially like if you're an individual who can push on it, great. Otherwise, talk to your manager. Uh, lead by example, show up with the person that you want to be in the room with. 
focus on your outcomes, ask for what you want, but then finally give yourself grace. Some days you're gonna be on top of the world and the one giving all the energy, and some days you're gonna need it from other people. So this is not an everything for anybody, but anything, every meeting that you can make just 1% better, your colleagues and yourself are going to appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.